Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for giving us the privilege to hear your word. Speak to us. Reveal yourself in the pages of the scriptures because in it is written of you. We want to know you more. We want to get closer to you. Oh Jesus, our high priest, reveal yourself to us in the scriptures. I pray that as I teach your word, Lord, bring encouragement to the discouraged. Bring healing to the sick. Bring strength to the weak. Oh Lord, bring conviction to the sinning. Save the lost. Bring direction to the confused. And glorify your name. Inspire your people. Challenge us. Charge us. Infuse more of yourself into us. We thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. High priestly role of Christ. Our Christ, our high priest. Number two. Hebrews chapter seven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter, let's look at chapter five. We've got a few scriptures to read, but uh, I know we'll be blessed. Hebrews chapter five, verse nine, then we'll go to chapter seven. And having been perfected, that's talking about Jesus, okay? Having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Called by God, called by God as high priest. So having been perfected, that word perfected means having gone through all the processes he had to go through in his human life. Right? If that's why on the cross he said, Tetelestai, it's finished. He finished everything. So he was perfected. Okay? So having been perfected, Having finished the work, what did he become? After going through the cross, now, or, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. After going through the process, where was Jesus before he was born? In heaven. Who was he before he was born? God. The second person of the Godhead. All right. And God himself, according to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 5 down was, he He did not count it equal a robbery to be equal with God, but took upon himself the humanity and then wrapped himself in humanity. Watch this. He became a human being, was conceived by a virgin, born. He lived a human life for 33 and a half years. And then he obeyed in all that Bible says that he obeyed God throughout. He was without sin, okay? He lived a life, perfect life of obedience. He lived a life of, he said, that my heavenly father has not left me because I do the things that please him. That's a serious one, right? So he, he was pleasing, pleasing God. So in his human living, he lived, he lived an obedient life. 
And Bible said to the extent that he became obedient even unto death. Okay? And not any ordinary death, but the most vile, the most shameful for the worst criminals. Okay? That death he died in that time was the death for the worst criminals. Right? So, he, he, Bible says that he became obedient unto death. I like the way Philippians put it. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 that was even the death on the cross. So God descended. He became a human being. He was born. He lived a human life in a perfect obedience. And then his obedience, he took it further by dying on the cross. And when he died on the cross, after the third day, he rose again from the dead. Now, this was all process he had to go through and so you can put it this way (laughs) he had to go through all this process so that he can become our captain of our salvation so he is the processed God before he came on he couldn't be the captain of our salvation or before he came on earth he couldn't enter into us It's like raw meat, not cooked. You, you can't really eat it unless you're a cannibal or some, some flesh eating. I know some people can do that, but you know what I'm talking about. Jesus had to go through a process. So some theologians call it, call, call it the, the processed God. All right? He became processed. And he, he became, let me use this word, like converted through the process. He became eatable or in, he, he became, a, a, let me put it there, a life-giving spirit. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45 says that he became a life-giving spirit. Alright. So, Jesus had to go through all that process and when he went through the process, he was perfected through the process. Do you understand that? So, that's when we talk about that being perfected. Look at Hebrews again. The original text we are reading, Hebrews chapter 5. Let me look at verse 8. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became. Okay? So he wasn't. But he became. Because if he was, he wouldn't have said he became. Alright? He wasn't a father. Now he has become a father. So you can't say that he's always been a father. No, because he wasn't. Someone that says something has become, that means originally it wasn't. Or before it became, it wasn't. So Jesus wasn't. But because he went through the process, he became the author of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. So he became the author. The author is like the giver, the initiator of eternal salvation. Someone say, I'm saved. So, Jesus is the giver of salvation. That is why it's Christ alone. If, if you, there's no one who has been through that process to give us salvation. No one. No one. It doesn't matter how intelligent they were. No one. It's only Jesus. Say, only Jesus. Only Jesus. And he became the author of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Watch this. Verse 10. Um, and he became the author of eternal salvation to all those who obey him verse 10 called by god as high priest then he puts it there according to the order of melchizedek right so who called him high priest 
Who called him high priest? Remember that. Because the Bible talks about, the Bible says no one takes this honor upon himself except him who is appointed by God. So God himself called him high priest. That's, thank you, Jesus. God called the processed God. Does that make sense? After having explained the process. After he went through the process, he became the author of eternal salvation and God called him high priest. Hello? So called by God high priest, but then he had to qualify it because what sort of high, high priest? According to the order of Melchizedek. Alright? So his high priestly office is not the ordinary high priestly office, but it is the Melchizedekan priestly office. Doesn't make sense. Now, look at Hebrews chapter 7. Verse 14. That's where we ended the other time. Hebrews chapter 7. Verse 14. <laughs> For it's evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. You remember that? Hello? Are you here with me? The law, the law under Moses said that you can't be a priest un unless you are in the which tribe? The, the tribe of Levi. But Moses, the law, when the Bible says Moses, it also means the law, okay? Because the law came by Moses, all right? Now, there are places where some, fact, some people came to Jesus Christ, they said, Moses said, it is said by the law of Moses, or Moses said. Anytime, that phrase means that God's law, which was given by Moses. So it wasn't like Moses who was saying it by himself because he was an authority. Moses was not an authority. Moses was a mediator representing a higher authority. So then if you defy what Moses said, you can't claim to be, to be honoring the one who sent Moses. That is why the Pharisees every time now and then came to Jesus and he said, Moses said this, this, this. What do you also have to say? For they caught a woman in, uh, in adultery and they brought the woman to Jesus. They, they brought the woman to Jesus and they said, this woman was caught in adultery, red-handed. But Moses said in the law that such a one must be stoned to death. What do you say, Jesus? No, no. Jesus cannot say what Moses said was rubbish. So they were trying to trap him to see. If you say you are wise, you are God. If you say you are a rabbi, now tell us. So most of those things they asked him, they were trying to put him on the spot. So when they, Jesus then gave them that if you are without sin, just to, to, he didn't contain the law of Moses, but he said, whichever of you is without sin. Then he, what he did was, he stripped them naked to show them that they were all guilty before the law. That's why he came. He came because the law was killing all of us. But some people who are more powerful have hijacked the law, using the law to kill others, but they themselves. <laughs> so the Pharisees were chief condemners. They will condemn you right now. They will condemn you right now. <laughs> Praise God. So, Hebrews chapter 7. All right. Verse, let me pick a verse. verse. So, Moses. Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And it is, huh, so two things here. For it is evident, verse 14, for it is evident that our Lord, our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. Right? So even for him to be a priest, there are two things that he's raising here. That he arose from Judah. Moses didn't say anything about priesthood. But watch this. I noticed this when I was studying again. Verse 15, and it is yet far more evident so there are two points he's raising here. Tribe of Judah, no priesthood. And there are even a greater issue.
issue, far more evident than in the likeness of Melchizedek arises another. So, in that order, so this is order one, this is order two, and this is the normal order everybody knows. The law didn't condemn this one because this one is higher than their law. Alright, that's Melchizedek can priesthood, and this is the Levitical priesthood. And the Levitical priesthood is the priesthood that has described, has made everybody aware how to operate with priests, with high priests. And so, now, Jesus comes and he's also a priest. But the, the, the Levitical priesthood stipulates clearly who qualifies to be in the, uh, a priest. Not everybody at all. It doesn't matter how much you try, you can't be because it is, it is hereditary. So the Levitical priesthood is hereditary. How come someone can become a priest when it's not in Levitical, in the Levitical order? But then Bible says that it's far more evident. Even though this priest, Moses didn't say anything about our kind of Jesus' priesthood because of his tribe. It's far evident that then there's another priesthood that has priest that has arrived from a different order, which is the Melchizedek order. Alright. You and we all remember. If you don't remember the Melchizedek order, get the, the message previously. You'll we, we, we get a, a little bit more understanding regarding the Melchizedek uh, priesthood. Verse 15. And it's far more evident that if uh, it's far more evident if in the likeness of, of Melchizedek there arises another priest who has come, not according to the law of the fleshly commandment, okay? So his priesthood is not based on the law of fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. For he testifies, okay, you are preached forever, and I, I, I call, preach forever according to the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, there is an annulling of the former commandment because, because of its weakness and unprofitableness. He said, on one hand, you see, whilst we are we are looking at it this way. Remember, the law. That's why Jesus said, we, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Some guys brought someone and they said, let's obey the law. Okay? Because this woman has been caught in adultery. They brought to Jesus. Jesus said, which of you without sin should cast the first stone? Bible says, right from the top, everyone began, dropped their stone and went away. Why? Because the law made nothing perfect. The law... <laughs> Look, 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 at, look at it again. Verse, I think verse 18. It's serious. For on the, on the one hand, there is an annulling of the former commandments because of its weakness and it was not profitable. If it was profitable, the Pharisees and the elders who accused the woman based on the law wouldn't have dropped their stones. Even when they were trying to use the law to make people obey, they themselves, they found themselves wanting. So it's it's like it's like it's like um good a bomb. Okay, let's say I have a bomb and I want to blow you up. And so I hold because I know if I leave it in your hand you will leave it. So I I put it in your hand and then hold a bomb in your hand so that you can hold it now. Who will suffer? Both of us. So the law was on profit. You if you try to it will blow you up. Anytime you apply, it will blow you up. That's a, because we were, we, Bible says, because of its weakness. And so the law that was given by Moses was just to help people to see how God is straight and how man is crooked. <laughs> but the law made nothing perfect. All right. Um, verse 19. 
for the, I said it earlier, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. It's trying to explain something here. The law, as compared to what we have in Jesus, the law made nothing perfect. And God is a perfect God. How can you sustain a good relationship with God in the light of the law? You can't. So, but verse 19, for the Lord made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is a bringing in of a better hope through which <laughs> we draw near to God. Someone can now draw near to God. Not on the basis of the law. That's why you can't be demanding from people. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. In Christ, it's more about just do some stuff. In, actually, it's about, it's done. Believe and walk in what has been done. So that what has been done can ha- find an expression in your life. Whilst the law is, thou shalt not. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. You have, and many people become so law conscious. There are a lot of people, you meet them, you want to talk to them about Jesus and about becoming Christian or something. They are religious, but they, what they tell you is, I don't think I'm ready now. I have to stop some stuff before I can actually serve God. Verse 12 of chapter 7. For the priesthood being changed of necessity, there is also the change of the law. This is why I spoke about we cannot approach God. um, We can draw near to God through a better hope. We can draw near to God, not through the judgments of the law. I want to give you seven points I've written down. The difference between the Levitical priesthood and the Melchizedekan priesthood. Okay. The difference. Before I do that, look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 11. Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should arise according to the order of Melchizedek and not be called according to the order of Aaron? Therefore, if, put it back please, therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, remember we read something, he said the law made nothing perfect. Okay, so therefore, if perfection Perfect, perfect there means like com- totally complete the way you should be before God. All right. the, the, the law and the Levitical priesthood could not make, make you appear before God the way you should be. All right. So therefore, if, the, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it, the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should arise according to the other? Because if the Levitical priesthood was sufficient enough, then we don't need the other one. That, that's the argument here. All right. So then this raises the issue. So what is the main difference between the Levitical priesthood and the Melchizedekian priesthood? Because they are all priesthood anyway. They are all priesthood. So then why should there be a difference? Someone said, a Mercedes Benz can take you from A to B. Toyota can take you from A to B. It's the same. Okay. So small watch, big watch, Porsche watch.
That's the argument. Why the why is the why should there arise another priest after the order of Melchizedek? Because this one has been working okay. The only problem with that one is that it's not perfect. All right. So the why the difference? Why should there be the need for another priesthood? Now, in the first place, before I even tell you the the differences between the two priesthoods, remember that the Let's look at Hebrews chapter 8. We are, t- today we just, we just uh, in Hebrews. We're having a game in Hebrews. Chapter 8, verse 1. Now, this is the main point. Okay, now this is the main point of the things we are saying after, after talking about this Melchizedek priesthood and all that. So, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven. A, a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. For, watch this. You remember we have heard seated. Okay, you can underline the word seated if the Bible belongs to you. You can underline the word seated. And then you can also underline um, the, word, the, the word sanctuary. Okay, sanctuary. Minister of the sanctuary. You can underline those. So, so sanctuary or tabernacle, the same thing, okay? So true sanctuary or true, uh, the sanctuary or true tabernacle, you can underline those words. And then verse 3 says that, for every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifice. So underline the word offer. Offer. If the Bible is yours, underline the word offer, both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it's necessary that this one also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law. All right. So, a few things I want you to notice. The work of the priest is to offer sacrifices. To offer sacrifices. And also to mediate. Let me put it this way. To present blood. The work of the high priest is to offer sacrifices. To present blood. To present blood. So offer sacrifices. Present blood. Say blood. But why blood? Why blood? In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, put it on the screen quickly. You can write it down quickly. Why blood? Hebrews 9, 22 says that according to the law, almost, almost all things are purified with blood and without shedding of blood, there is no removal of sins or remission of sins. There is no remission. Okay, so without blood, there can be remission. What's remission? To take away sin. Something is being remitted. To, 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 to take away. So it takes blood. Now high priest appears before the throne, appears before the holies of holies to present blood to cover the sins or to remove the sins or to appease, propitiate, to appease the wrath or appease yeah, the wrath of a deity or a greater one and a spiritual authority. So in most cultures, it's always common. In 
cultures, times, ancient times, primitive people, they always had some systems of sacrifices led by a priest or a high priest. It's, it's common. It's common because it is part of the law, the way human beings do things and actually it is instilled in us because of our hunger for God it is instilled in us that we have to, human beings have to reach out to God and so human beings everywhere worship just that the access to the true God cannot be found by human beings God himself must come to, to us that's why he came down because we are trying, we couldn't go to get to him he got, he got his people he gave them the the rituals and the principles by which they can at least have some communication with him. But still, we couldn't because the Lord made nothing perfect. Perfect enough for you to get there. It's like trying to, how many of you have uh, flown in a plane before? Would you be flying in the air and they say, nah, I think I'm used to the thing, so let me jump out and I'll be cool. You can be cool. It doesn't matter how many, <laughs> I'm going to say something interesting. It doesn't matter how much air miles you've got. <laughs> can you imagine I've flown so many times every week I'm out and like I cannot say that I've traveled in the plane so much so much that now I'm okay I can go by myself I don't need a plane the same way the law that God God gave us could not make anything perfect for us to get to God so God had to come down he gave them the law to keep them so Jesus Christ came I like the way a certain um, a certain uh, great man of God put it all right. So the law was there to keep the Jews. Okay. Just to so that was why they had to have these rituals and the high priest to help things going. Because it had to keep them, it had to keep the relationship between God and man on earth going. Until the time when God Himself, the Bible talks about I like this Galatians 4 4. And in the fullness of time. When time was really ripe, God knew he was coming at a particular time. But before he showed up, he had to put some system in place that can keep him and human beings, his special chosen people, in relationship until a time. So, when, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the law. The law was put in place to keep relationship between God and man going on. God and man. And those, that man is talking about the Jews. Because it requires a covenant. It requires a particular relationship. And, but by the law, which is God's... Oh, I like this. I like this. Remember when I was teaching Amazing Grace? I spoke about how the law is God's standard of doing things. So, human beings are on one side. And God's standard of doing things for us to be acceptable to him and perfect before him was given. That's the law. But we couldn't, we are always falling, but all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. We are always falling short of the glory. The Bible says that by the law was this, uh, by, by the law shall no flesh be justified, okay? And so Jesus came as grace, and grace is God supplying us with himself to meet the demands of God. You remember that? So God himself supplies us with himself so that he meets the demands of God. Because we can't meet the demands of God. Am I, am I making sense to someone? That's why you don't have to take grace for granted. Because grace settles the human, the biggest human dilemma. The human problem is settled by grace. All right. So someone sent me a text today. He said that if you walk alone, if you run alone, it's called race. <laughs> if, you, if, you run, if you run with God, it's called grace. <laughs> if you don't do it, with, if you do it without God, it's called disgrace. <laughs> but so 
the high priest, watch this, the high priest was supposed to offer sacrifices, present blood, because without sacrifices, the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin, present blood to mediate in a tabernacle. So these things, if you are a high priest, there definitely must be some blood you present, and there definitely must be a tabernacle in which you present the blood. You remember the tabernacle? The old tabernacle? Under the old covenant? The, what, what are the main, three main sessions? The outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. And who goes into the holy of holies? Only the high priest. And what's the, what separated the holies of holies from the inner court? The veil. Okay, so no one can go beyond the veil apart from the high priest. So the high priest goes there once a year and the high priest, so if you're a high priest, you must have a temple or a sanctuary you're operating. I'm going somewhere, so I want you to, every high priest has got a sanctuary. It's like a doctor. He must have a, a surgery or a clinic or hospital or a footballer. Tell me I'm a footballer. So, oh, which team? I don't have any team. I play in my room with my children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a footballer. Okay. All right. So, having understood that, let's quickly go to the differences between the Levitical priesthood and the, the Melchizedekan priesthood. Number one difference between them is their genealogy, where they are, the order is coming from. Okay. The Levitical priesthood. The, it stems out of Levi. That's the one. Whilst the Melchizedekan priesthood is from where? What order? Melchizedek. Amen. Whilst the Melchizedekan priesthood is, it, it, it's the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek. All right. So that's the. So so then that means that in the. Levitical priesthood, you need to be a descendant of Levi in order to be in. But the Melchizedek priesthood, you can be in without being a descendant of Levi. Does that make sense? So that explains why Jesus could also be a high priest. And his order is the Melchizedekan order. Does that make sense? Alright, now number two. Because after that, I've taken my time to explain it. Number two, this is a very interesting one. Look at chapter 7 verse 20. Hebrews 7.20. It's a very interesting one. It's very interesting when I found it. Inasmuch as he was not made priest without, uh, he was not made priest without an oath. Double negatives. What does that mean? English students. <laughs> so it's just like uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse uh, six, uh, 50 that uh, we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched. So that means we have a high priest who can be that. In the same way, in as much as he was not made without an oath. That means he was made with an oath. Alright? So, the Melchizedekan priesthood comes with an oath. Alright, look at, look at verse, verse, verse 21. For they have been um, yeah, for they have become priests without an oath. Talking about the uh, Levitical priests without an oath. But he with, with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord has done what? Sworn! So Jesus' priesthood came with an oath. God has sworn that you are a priest. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest 
forever. It came with an oath. The Levitical priesthood didn't come with an oath. It came with genealogy. So it depends. That has to do with your birth. But Melchizedek has to do with who God has ordained you to be. It's not based on where you descended from. So the difference is that Melchizedek comes with an oath. The Levitical without an oath. Number three, I like this one. number three. This is good. Chapter 7, verse 24. Hmm. Okay, let's, let's read from verse 20. Since we're already reading 21, 22. Okay, let's read from verse 22 then. By, by so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Verse 23. Also, there were many priests. Say many priests. Why? Why? Why were there many priests? Because death will, not, death will not allow you to continue. Death will not allow you. The reason why we have so many presidents is not prevented by death. By the monarch. <laughs> it's prevented by death. You see, when it's genealogical, then once it's your turn, you can reign till you are tired. All right. So, so, Death, death prevented them from continuing. That is with the um, Levitical priesthood. There are many priests, many of them, so many. All right. Now look at this. Look at this. You will like this one. But, verse 24, but he, talking about Jesus, because he continues forever. You, 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 you notice verse 23. He says that, and there are many priests because they were prevented they were prevented by death from continuing. Okay. But I said, but he, because he continues forever, because he continues forever, has an unchanging or has an unchangeable priesthood. What does that mean? One man forever. Levitical priesthood. One man at a time. <laughs> Why? Because they couldn't stay forever because of death. Alright, so I like this phrase. He has an unchangeable priesthood. So the difference between Jesus' priesthood and the uh, normal, the Levitical priesthood is that Jesus' priesthood is unchangeable priesthood whilst Levitical priesthood is timely. Okay, based on time. So many priests. There were many priests. He was one. Number, verse 4 quickly. Uh, sorry, number 4. Number 4. Remember, I told you if you have if you're a priest, you have to have a, a, a sanctuary. Right. Number four, look at chapter eight, verse four. Every priest is appointed. Verse three, I'm reading verse three. Sorry, verse four. For it is he. Uh, for, sorry, for if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are many priests who offer the gift according to the law. Who serve the copy of the shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses divinely instructed, when um, when he was about to make the tabernacle, uh, was about to make a tabernacle. Look at chapter 9, verse 11. I think that's the main one. It makes sense more. Verse 11. But Christ came as a high priest, as a high priest of the good things to come, with a greater and a more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. Okay? So Christ's priesthood is on in a tabernacle that is not 
of this creation. It's a heavenly tabernacle. Let's all say heavenly tabernacle. Look at verse 24 of chapter 9. For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear now to appear in the presence of God for us. So Christ entered the heavenly tabernacle, not physical tabernacle. Whilst the normal priests, the Levitical priesthood, their tabernacle was a physical tabernacle, you can see it. And they go in every year. Christ entered the heavenly tabernacle, which no human being can enter. Right? So that's the difference. Christ had a heavenly tabernacle, whilst these ones had an earthly tabernacle. There are two different tabernacles, the heavenly tabernacle. And you know what? The good thing about the, this tabernacle was that the earthly tabernacle was a shadow or was a copy. See, it was a copy. I read it earlier on how he told Moses that see to it. Look, let me read it again. Verse 5 of chapter 8. Who, who served the copy of and the shadow of the heavenly things. Okay. So this priest served the copy and the shadow of the heavenly things. As Moses was ins- divinely instructed. When he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said. See that you make all things according to the pattern shown you. Because what Moses was building on earth. Was a copy of what was there. So he, was, he had to be instructed to make it in a specific order. So that it can be an exact replica of the original. Alright. So all these high priests were operating in the shadow. They were operating with their copy. I don't know how many of you have seen a replica watch before. In the same way, the earthly priests, they were operating in a tabernacle. It was actually a tabernacle. And it had, it had the mercy seat. It had the ark of the covenant. It was actually a tabernacle. But it was built with human hands based on the divine instructions. And so they were operating on earth in heaven. But Jesus, your high priest, Jesus, our high priest, entered into a, a tabernacle that was the original one. The original one, not the shadow, the original one, not the copy, but the original one. So that is why his work is original. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus entered an original tabernacle lord have mercy praise the lord let's quickly go through that now the fifth the fifth point all right so what's the first point the difference the genealogy and levi number number two second point one without an oath one with an oath number three one is unchangeable one has many priests number four one is earthly, earthly tabernacle or imperfect tabernacle and the other one is heavenly tabernacle. Number five, whoo, I like this one, boy. Look at chapter 9, verse 12. You are going to, I know you will like it. You will like this. This will make you feel like jumping out of your seat. Chapter 9, verse, verse 11. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come with the greater and a, greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation verse 12 not with the blood of goats and cows but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once and for all once for all so i told you high priests must have a blood must make sacrifices enter into a holy place or enter into a tabernacle with blood to go and make intercession or to mediate 
They were doing that in the Old Testament. Bible said Jesus also entered a heavenly tabernacle, not with the blood of a foreigner, not with the blood of animals and cows and goats, but with his own blood, he entered. Did you see the most holy place? Did you see that? He entered the most holy place once and for all. He entered the most holy place once for all. Once for all. Once for all. He entered it once for you, for me, for her, for all of them, for your children that are yet to be born, your grandchildren. He entered once for all. Once for all. Alright? So, so, I like this. He went with his own blood. Jesus entered with his own blood. That's the difference. Now, 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 now. Quickly, let's look at some of the benefits of the blood of Jesus. Say the blood, quickly. I want to mention three things. The blood cleanses. The blood cleanses. Say the blood cleanses. Look at chapter 9, verse 14. The blood cleanses. The blood cleanses. Chapter 9, verse 14. (laughs) <laughs> okay, verse 13. If the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of hyphen sprinkling the unclean, sanctified for the purifying of the flesh. That means that under the law, the blood they were using, the blood of the goats and the hyphen and all that, it was doing something. Alright? The blood was effective to a certain extent. Under the law, in the Old Testament, by the Levitical priesthood, it says that those blood was doing something. So it says that if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of, high, of a hypha sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, it was doing something. Look at the next verse. How much more the blood of Christ. Watch this. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, what would the blood do for you? Cleanse your conscience from dead work to do what? To serve the living God. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The blood of Christ cleanses our conscience from dead works. You know what the Bible says? It says that those of the Old Testament, they served God with a defiled conscience. So you are, you are in church, you are singing, but you know that there's a lot wrong with you. <laughs> You, you are singing, you are dancing, you are doing all that. But you know there's a lot wrong with you. You know that you are missing. You know that there's a missing link. There's something wrong. But Bible says that the blood of Jesus, it cleanses our conscience from dead works to save the living God. Shout yes! Hallelujah! Oh, my time, my time, my time. Hallelujah! The blood cleanses the blood cleanses us from dead works. It cleanses our conscience from dead works. And you know what? In the verse 12, look at the verse 12 again. The same chapter, verse 12. But Christ, verse 11, but Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come with a greater and a more perfect tabernacle, not made with, with hands. That is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place and having obtained eternal redemption he entered the most holy place to obtain eternal redemption by his blood say i'm redeemed redeemed. you remember when i was teaching on redemption do you know where the blood went the the blood went into the most holy place not national tabernacle tabernacle it went into the heavenly tabernacle. And I'm going to end by explaining why. The main reason why the, the, the curtain in the 
earthly tabernacle, when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain was torn in two. Because the curtain was preventing people from seeing through into the holies of holies. But Jesus died and the curtain was rendered useless. <laughs> because the veil has been removed. Hallelujah. Amen. So he obtained eternal redemption by his blood. And then I like the, the last one about the blood. So cleanse our conscience, obtain eternal redemption. And chapter 10 verse 19 talks about, now let's come. We have access into the, into, into the holies of holies. Oh, 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 oh. Therefore, be, brethren, having boldness to enter the holies. Eh? Who? Hey, who enters the holies? No, no, no. Originally, under the law. How many times? Once a year. Once a year. So if you are not a high priest, even if you are a priest, you can't enter. He said, no, we should have the boldness. Hey! No, if you are entering, you know you are, about, you are going for execution. Even the high priest, if he enters any day apart from Yom Kippur, he enters any day apart from the day of atonement, he goes, he knows he's not coming back. And even the high priest, watch that. Even if he goes on the day of atonement, Yom Kippur, if he enters it without doing things properly and there's sin, he doesn't do it well, guess what? He's not coming out. And now, the Bible is telling you now, therefore you, uh, brethren, come boldly, <laughs> enter. <laughs> you, you see the word boldly? It make, does it make sense when you say come boldly? Because no one can enter. But I say, you, come, enter. He said, brethren, having boldness to enter the holies of holies. How? 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 By the blood of Jesus. How? By the blood of Jesus. How? By... Hallelujah. You, you are not a high priest. You are not a priest. And with all your faults, come boldly here because you are coming by the blood of Jesus. The blood still speaks. <laughs> I said the blood still speaks. Watch this. You know what? If you have defiled conscience, you have struggles entering the, the, uh, the holies of holies. Because you'll be thinking, what if God strikes me? That is why you must learn how to apply the blood. You must learn how to walk in forgiveness of sin. If you are born again, he said that I'm going to make a new covenant with them. Hebrews chapter 9. And he says, their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. So if you are born again, apply the blood. What? Don't stay in sin. Because you can't continue in sin if you are actually born again. So those who say that, but if you keep saying that, people will sin. No, why would someone want to sin if he's born again? It's a sign that you are born again. If you want to sin, that means a sign you are not born again. So you don't have to ask, am I born again? Or like, it's a sign you are not born again. And if you are not born again, it's a sign you are going to hell. <laughs> but you, you understand what I'm saying? So he said, having boldness, first, first of all, the blood of Christ cleanses our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And he said, we should come boldly. We should enter into the, he used the word, the holies. Enter boldly by the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus grants us access. I see someone from today, the story has changed for you. That's why you don't need any special person to get to God. Hallelujah. What you need is a good teacher. Mm, hallelujah. God said, I'll give them teachers after my heart. Now, so having said that about the blood of Jesus, let me quickly, I just, just said that to add that Jesus went there with his own blood, not animal blood. That's a serious one. He wasn't going to appease God with someone's blood. In the first place, animal's blood couldn't even do the job. 
So someone will be wondering, but why were they using it then? Because God put it in place just to keep them to a certain extent. So they were, human beings were all rubbish. But God had to step in by himself, become a human being. So he had to have a relationship with especially chosen people. So he, he gave them some, some principles of at least relating to him. Even though they can, it, it cannot make them perfect. Just keep them a relationship so that he can become one of them. Alright, does that make sense? So that he can become one of them and make sure that he practices everything he has given to man. So that makes man look okay. They couldn't practice it, but he, as God, came and met the standard God gave to man. He came as man, met the standard God gave to man, and by so doing, had a normal human relationship with God, a perfect relationship with God, and through that perfection, he died and presented his perfect blood on our behalf to propitiate, to appease God that God, man has satisfied you. You don't have a problem anymore. <laughs> so he went into the holies of holies of heaven and presented the blood. He presented the blood. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 15. Look at that. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, let's look at verse 12 instead. Let's just quickly. Verse 12 says that I've read it over and over. Not with the, the blood of bulls and uh, goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal, eternal salvation. Hallelujah. Look at verse 25. Look at verse 25 of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 25. Huh. Not that he should offer himself often. As the high priest entered the most holy place every year with blood of another. Can you imagine? They were going with blood of someone else. <laughs> they couldn't present their own blood because how would you go and present your own blood? You have to die first. And then when you die, you are prevented from continuing. <laughs> so as soon as you die, that ends the story. All right. But he had to go in and present an, uh, animal blood. Okay. But Jesus presented his own blood. The last two points, I let them just give you last two. So the difference between the Melchizedekian priesthood and Levitical priesthood is the, the, the number six. The Melchizedekian priesthood is a mediator of better covenant. A mediator of a better covenant. Eight, chapter 8 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. It says, um, but now, he has obtained a more excellent ministry in as, in as much as he is a mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Alright? So Jesus Christ mediates. That makes sense when he says that we have a high priest over the house of God. Right? His high priestly office, the high priest, what he does is he mediates. Oh God, have mercy on the people. God, have mercy on the people. God, have mercy on the people. Now, uh, 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 this, this high priest has a better, he's a mediator of a better covenant. Why? Because that covenant is based on better promises. So it doesn't matter whatever promises that the Old Testament gave, the New Testament or the New Covenant gives better promises. Hallelujah. Gives better promises. Whatever the Old covenant gave. The new covenant gives higher. Higher. That's why we have healing in God. That's why we, we can pray for the sick to be healed. 
that's why we have liberty. The old covenant, old testament, they couldn't deal with demons. They couldn't cast out demons. There's never a concentration of demonic activities on earth as recorded in Bible, uh, like when Jesus showed up. There was so much, uh, because Jesus came to change the order and so gave it to us to operate. There's so much, it's based on better covenant. And you are in a covenant with God. You have to understand. You are in a covenant and that covenant is a better covenant. It's a better contract. That's why God will bless you. Yes. Someone say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You may not look like that, but you are blessed anyway. You are blessed anyway. You don't have to look like you are blessed. You are blessed. It's just a matter of time. 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 And the blessing will show fully. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Shut and bless. Hallelujah. That little boy over there, he doesn't have beard. But it's just a matter of time. Oh, I said just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. You will have some beard. Hallelujah. In the same way, you may not have a car now. You may not have a child now. You may not have a wife now. You may not have a husband now. But tell someone it's just a matter of time. You may not have your own company now. You may not have your own house now. You may not have your own business now. But tell someone it's just a matter of time. You may not be earning something so powerful, so great, six-figure salary, but tell someone it's just a matter of time. You may not have grandchildren now. You may not have grand, uh, uh, granddaughters, grandsons now. You may not have your, what you can call, this is my own house. The house that I want to live in. You may not have it now. Or you may not even be having, living in a debt-free house yet. You may not be driving a debt-free car yet. But guess what? It's a matter of time. Why? Because you are blessed. Because you are in a better covenant. Jesus took you and put you in a better covenant. Don't go around feeling sorry for yourself because you are in a better covenant you are in a better covenant don't feel sorry for yourself don't feel sorry for your children because you are in a better covenant shout yes I'm in a better covenant I'm in a better covenant I'm in a better covenant tell someone I'm in a better covenant Woo. 722, Hebrews 726 says that by, by so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. You know what a surety is? Like a guarantor. Because of Christ alone, when you look at Christ, he said he has become the guarantee, the surety, the guarantor of a better covenant. Not your works, not your fasting, not your tithing. Not your giving. Not your righteous acts. But he, Jesus himself, say Christ alone. Say Christ alone. Not Christ plus what you do. Not Christ plus who you know. Not Christ by how high you had you pray. Not Christ plus something. As soon as you add something to Christ, you neutralize, you nullify its efficacy. By Christ alone. Jesus has become a surety. Okay, there is like a mediator, the guarantor, guarantee for a better covenant. So how do you know you are in part of this? You are in a better covenant. If you have Jesus, that's the guarantee. Is anyone here who has Jesus? 
if you have Jesus, that means that you have a better covenant. You are in a better. You may not feel it. Whether you feel it or not, it doesn't matter. You don't have to feel like you are married to know you are married. You may not. You don't have to feel it. You have to know it and believe it and accept it. And guess what? Above all, work with that mindset. When you are working, know I am blessed. When you are working, know I am in a better covenant. When anytime, anytime they say sickness, there's an outbreak of sickness. People are, it's affecting people. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their health. People are losing their marriages. No, 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 no. Let, let, say that. No, 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 me, no, me, no, me. Why? Because I'm in a better covenant. My covenant covers all that. He's covered me for all that. I am covered. I am covered. When you are walking in town, when you hear any news, don't scream like others scream. Know that you are covered. Why? Because you have a better covenant. You are in a better covenant. You are in a better covenant. You are in a better covenant. They said that people from your background, they don't get this kind of breakthrough. People from your mother's background, they always suffer this way. People from your kind of educational background, social background, financial background, business background, they can't break through. But you tell them that minus me. Why? Because I am in a better covenant. I am in a better covenant. And so because of that, my marriage will not break down. My marriage will not fail. Why? I am in a better covenant. Shut yes! Yes. Finally, time, time. Finally, let me finish and then we, on this. Finally, number seven, hmm. verse twenty-six, Hebrews seven twenty-six. <laughs> Look at this. Let's all read it together. Let's read it from the screen. Let's go. For such a high priest, Jesus. Praise for sin and has become higher than the wow. Yeah, I'm going to end on the first part, but he is separate from sinners. He's not one of the sinners, he's not a sinner. But the, on the other hand, the high priest of the Levitical priesthood, they are sinners. They are sinners. Go to the next verse and see 27. Maybe there's something more there. Who does not need daily as, as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for their own sins and then for the people. This he did once for all when he offered up himself. So the other high priests, when they go, they have to offer up sacrifice for their sins <laughs> and then for yours. But our high priest is separated from sinners. He's sinless. So he went just, he went just on your behalf, not on his behalf. So look at verse 26, the first statement there, very serious statement. For, uh, the way you are, this is the kind of high priest you need. <laughs> he said, for such a high priest is fitting for us. <laughs> Hallelujah. For such a high priest is fitting for us. Say such a high priest is fitting for us. And look at nine, nine, chapter 9, verse 15 again. Last scripture, the other one, I'll leave it. That last scripture, uh, it says that, uh, and for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions. Under the, and it says, oh, let's all that, that. But he says, for this reason, he's the mediator. Why? Because he cleanses us. That is why he's the mediator. That is why he's a high priest. 
He says, for such a high priest is fitting for us. That's if there's something you should take home. Is that, that is what you should take home. For such a high priest is fitting for us. Say, such a high priest is fitting for me. <laughs> oh, say it again. Such a high priest is fitting for me. For the last time, such a high priest is fitting for me. He says that for Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, but but into I'm reading chapter 9, verse 24. That's the one I was looking for. Chapter 9, verse 24. Which, which um, but into heaven itself now, now to appear in the presence of God how for us. He's there for us. That's why such a high priest is fitting for us. Because the other ones, they go there on their behalf first. But looking at you, a gentle sister like you, a gentle brother like you, such a high priest. (laughs) Shout hallelujah. Say, Jesus, my high priest, is fitting for me, who appears in the presence of God, just for me, just for us, just for us. And so, I know I am blessed. My life cannot remain the same again. I can come boldly before the throne of grace. I can enter into the holies of holies boldly with the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because my high priest, he is my forerunner. He has taken the lead there. He's gone into the holies of holies. And so I can also go because he ever liveth to make intercession for me, for my family, for my house, for my life, in the name of Jesus. That is why I declare I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Someone give the Lord some praise. Give the Lord some praise. Give the Lord some praise. We are blessed because we have a high priest. We have a high priest. We have a high priest. For such a high priest is fitting for us. For such a high priest is fitting for us. For such a high priest is fitting for us. Who understands what we have been through? Who understands what we have been through? Goes on our behalf with his own blood. Makes intercession on our behalf with his own blood. His blood which is pure. His blood which is faultless. His blood which is impeccable. Jesus Christ, our high priest. He entered the holies of holies with his blood. The blood still speaks. So we can go boldly. So we can also enter the holies. We can also enter the holies of holies. We can also enter by his blood. By his blood. Father, we thank you. That you died for us. And you went into the holies of holies. You went into the tabernacle not made with hands. But the heavenly tabernacle, the original to represent us and to mediate for us so we can be in a better covenant. We thank you. Help us to understand it more. Help us to walk by it more. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you get something? Let's appreciate God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening. 
For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.